0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome into the special episode of Casual Entertainment Conversation. I'm here, as always, with the movie man Ross himself, Sam Ross. Sam, how are you doing?
1: Doing excellent on this fine Wednesday, Nick. Good to see you.
0: Yeah, it's a little different doing this on a Wednesday compared to the normal Saturday time slot. Uh, If you didn't know, this week is insane for us. We do have a 12-hour stream this Saturday. I still need to change the bomb taker, but that takes way too much time. Um, We do have a 12-hour stream this Saturday, so uh, we're going to cancel casual entertainment, and then we're like, well, we have to do a bonus episode because of your helpful donations. Earlier, in the first 12-hour stream we did, we decided we are going to do an extra casual entertainment. uh, More just, like, almost like a Jake and Nick Muck episode, where it is a little bit more back and forth. Us just talking, hanging out, talking about things in entertainment that might not necessarily be the hottest topic or a large topic. More just a fun, easy-going outing where me and Sam get together and have a good time. So, if you're like, wait, why is this on my YouTube feed on a Thursday morning? Or why is this just, like, not on live on Saturday? Saturday. That's the reason. This Saturday, upcoming, we do have a 12-hour stream. Please go over to twitch.tv slash Devon's Island. Go, follow, hang out, comment, sub if you want. Sub on YouTube. It gets your name on the poster at the end of the year. We're su- Or not the end of the year, the end of the month. All new subs on YouTube or followers on Twitch. Go and get their name written on the poster. We have, and I counted it because since the 12-hour stream, we have to do, like, 110 names uh, i'm gonna have to write out on the end of that stream and that's that's a good feeling i'm not not complaining that's good yeah but uh we're we're excited we got a 12 hour stream this saturday tomorrow is gonna be as scheduled casual uh gaming conversation but friday no nevin's island podcast sadness oh but we're gonna do that on the stream uh closing out the stream we like for the 12 hour stream to close it out with our staple show also if you're like, Wednesday, where's my bracket episode? That's also going to be part of the 12-hour stream. We are doing the best Disney animated movie of all time. It is going to be maddest. We're super excited to go and uh, hang out for 12 hours. And we're also doing the special TJ and Nick Muck episodes at the same sort of deal where it is you guys donated and instead of it being a normal restaurant mukbang we're gonna go and do something like cookies or pop tarts or flaming hot things or whatever we want to do whatever subsection of food compared to a restaurant super excited about that but now getting into it ladies and gentlemen this is casual entertainment conversation. Each week, me and Sam go and bring the biggest topic of entertainment to you, discuss it for about an hour, and then we close out the show by just laughing. Will there be Nick ranting about music? Of course there'll be Nick ranting about music. Will there be Sam's amazing opinion on directors? Of course. Will Nick's bad opinions come into play? Of course. This is this is obvious. This is still a Nevins Island property, and at the end of the day, this show is casual. We don't want to go, and we're not the most intelligent people in the world, but we love entertainment, and we love talking about it with you guys. So if you like that, please go and drop a sub, drop a like, do all that fun stuff, hitting bells, that helps us with the YouTube algorithm a whole bunch, or if you're watching on Twitch, drop that follow, drop that sub, Amazon Prime, all that stuff, you guys know how to do that stuff. We're we're just hanging out, so if you like what we're doing and want to hang out more with us, then we're going to be here five days a week, five shows a week. This week, we only have uh, three shows. Also, up today on YouTube is... Part 3 of the Nevin's Island Podcast, Episode 3, where we talk about who our heroes are. Super fun episode. Chase Engert, newest member of Nevin's Island, full-time, comes on the episode, hangs out with us, me and Jake. Josh was sick, so we had to go and take a break. Also, this upcoming week, uh, Chase will also be on the Nevin's Island Podcast. Very excited about that. Mm-hmm. Now that the housekeeping's out of the way, Sam, this week we're doing a little something different. Um, Like I said, it is not the normal format of... Casual entertainment conversation. It is just question, hanging out, grab a drink. Right now, I got I got a little 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 uh, Chick Fil A, Dr Pepper, and also there you go. Also, little pumpkin spice latte from uh, from Starbucks.
1: Oh so,
0: yeah, I, this man loves his casual. Yes, I really do. I well, because for me, when I go on campus and I go to the student center, there's a Chick Fil A and a Starbucks, and I'm like. I'm walking 20 minutes. I'm not going to make this walk multiple times. So uh, when I'm eating my food, I'm finishing off this Chick-fil-A drink. And then um, Starbucks is my dessert. And uh, where I'm going to go and do some homework after this is all said and done. And obviously, you got to make thumbnails and stuff like that. I actually already made the thumbnail for this. Because, Sam, what is your question for me to kick this episode off?
1: My question for you, Nick, is what uh, has to occur to fix the DCU?
0: So if you guys don't know the DCU or DCEU, because DCU is just more the uh, slate that includes the Justice League. Uh, it is Ben Affleck as Batman. DCEU is like the expanded thing. I, I know it's weird to say because I called it the DCU forever, and that's not even a wrong statement. But apparently people say DCEU because the MCU just makes sense. It's Marvel Cinematic Universe for DCU is the. Uh, DC uh what are, what's the D in DC? Cause I know it's something comics.
1: Oh, it's oh, it's gonna bug me
0: I got it. Uh what's the D in DC? Comics. Uh, it is Detective Comics. Uh oh. that, that's what's called. Um anyways, they uh they I think what they're doing right now is not bad. With that being said, Wonder Woman 1984 sucked donkey poop. Okay, it was awful. That movie was so freaking bad. I don't know how... Somebody let that off like the show floor and was like, this is it. We got it. This is the new hot thing. The show, that movie is not only excruciatingly boring, but is just not entertaining like there's not enough Wonder Woman it's a Wonder Woman movie and then also you throw in the fact that this movie has 80s in the title and you're not utilizing the 80s like I feel like that's 101 I feel like that's like okay if you want to just be somewhat smart you're gonna go and use the 80s Wonder Woman 1984 didn't use the 80s I'm like I love the 80s everyone loves the 80s how do you not use the 80s surely enough yeah there's certain set pieces, and certain jokes and gags but there's like three or four of those compared to if it's 80s culture. I want it saturated in 80s. I want, I want Easter eggs all over the place that allude to things that are happening in the 80s. The opening sequence, yeah, starts in a mall, which is like as 80s as it gets. But like, that's like five minutes of the movie I, in a two and a half hour slug of a movie. With that being said, I don't think that they're necessarily off course of what they need to do. Um, the just announced what uh is coming for 20. 21 and beyond. Uh, let me let me pull this up because uh, at DC fandom there was DC EU. All right. Um, basically the at DC fandom um new slate. Uh, at DC fandom they absolutely like kind of killed and got the hype actually there. So we have a new Shazam. We have a new Aquaman. Where you're just like ah, uh, not really not really excited about that we have the suicide squad movie and we ha- uh, uh, by the way when I say not so happy about that I mean that only about Aquaman I'm super stoked for Shazam two Shazam one super fun um is it's Zach Levine yeah uh, is that that's the guy who plays uh Shazam I believe he he's awesome he understands what that role is supposed to be which is just wacky and fun and hanging out having a good time That movie's going to be great. Aquaman 1 was pretty boring, but I understand it made, like, a crap load of money. So, you got to do another one. Um, But things like Suicide Squad, where they're bringing in this all-star cast. It was my most anticipated movie of 2021. They're bringing in this all-star cast for a reason. And I think that the reason is going to be awesome. I think that they're going to use this cast to go and, like, tell a super zany story that isn't super formulaic, like Wonder Woman was. Like, even Wonder Woman 2 was. Well, at the end of the day, like, this story made sense to some uh, degree. It just was boring. Um, but I think that they're going to tell a wacky, adventurous story with the Suicide Squad. And then, finally, it counts because it's it's DC. It's just not really what we know we're doing. Finally, I, I know this is about to say, we haven't gotten an outright Batman movie in nine years. What? What? We've gotten a Joker yeah. movie. We've had a Suicide Squad movie. We had Batman v be Superman before we had a Batman movie. That is absurd. Um, and what they're doing with that, I think, is going to be awesome with Robert Pattinson. Robert Pattinson deserves the mm-hmm. the ultimate like don't judge a book by its cover award, where it's like, that's the Twilight guy. And then you see him in these different roles. You see him in, uh, notably, this last year, Tenet, where you're like, oh my god, this dude can act. Like, uh, he's like... Get, get this man the cane out because he's, like, carrying his whole movie yeah. on his back. Like, he's – oh, my gosh, dude. The guy's awesome. So gets it done, man. He's a good – he's a hell of an actor. Yeah, so this, this movie, if it wasn't pushed off to 2022, it would have been my most anticipated movie of the year. I think it would have been a lot of people's most anticipated movie of the year. It is yeah. going to hopefully realign what <sighs> the DC should be. And I think that the DC shouldn't be Marvel – and what Zack Snyder was doing at the very start with Man of Steel and even with Batman v Superman, which was a little bit more of biting off more than you could chew because you had to introduce yeah. Wonder Woman, Batman, Lex Luthor. You had to keep Superman's story going. You had to go and give all these guys arcs and conflicts and have it make sense and have Doomsday at the very end show up and have that make sense. Like, there's just too much to handle there. Those movies are supposed to be dark. They're supposed to be gritty. They're supposed yeah. to be, man, what is Superman like murdered people and killed and how are how does metropolis gonna handle that and how is gotham and everything all of it i'm super in love with the fact that we're getting that batman movie and I, i think you can attest to this like where's your hype level for the the batman movie huge it's it's through the roof like we just said Robert Pattinson, um,
1: freaking Colin Farrell as the penguin with insane like makeup and process, Like you can't even tell that it's him. Like I'm excited to see that. Um, I forget who the actor is, but the guy's playing the Riddler in that movie, I think is going to be good. Um, and yeah, like literally just from the trailer, you hit the nail on the head, like gritty, not, you know, that's the biggest problem I have with the DC movies that I've seen. Like, they're so they're just so corny, like, and they they feel like just CGI garbage. Um, and hopefully that they they start to stray away from that and go back towards Batman's roots, you know, kind of visually, um, and aesthetically back to the Dark Knight, back to you know classic vintage Batman, and and you know and make something happen with it, and that's what that's what people want to see. Yeah, I, if, if they. If they want to see, like Marvel owns the the area that DC is trying to play in. Yep. Like the CGI is better. The you buy into that more. The jokes are better.
0: Like the setup punchline better.
1: Everything in that realm, they've they've got the monopoly on that. DC has to go the opposite way, and they could be super successful because that's their that's their roots. Like that's what. They're about, and I think I think you know we both kind of have been you know driving the point home like they have to go towards
0: that. Yeah, I, my main thing is like I a movie like Harley Quinn that is supposed to be colorful is awesome, and they bring in Ewan McGregor who is a great villain and a great way to go and like ground this movie in something. But Ewan McGregor, I, like I said, I recommend uh, Birds of Prey a lot, the Harley Quinn movie that came out, uh, the Emancipation yep. of Harley Quinn, whatever you want to call it um, a lot, because at the end of the day, Uma Greg's character is terrifying. His The setup in that movie is him, like, murdering someone, like, straight up, and it's, like, not even just murdering, it's, like, torture plus murder, and you're like, okay, here's the stakes, the bars raised, and even as colorful as a, a movie as that is, because it is Harley Quinn, and it is, a uh, red and blue and white confetti everywhere, basically, it also is grounded in this darker story, and then the movie ends... With, it, like, the final scene is on a pier where it is dark. Like, it is, like, dark and stormy. And I'm like, yes! You had your, like, explosive fun shot earlier in the movie because it's Harley Quinn and you d- that makes sense for that character. But let's bring the DC back down and make it dark and gritty. And the sequence at the end of uh, 1984, Wonder Woman, uh was, like, dark and shot darkly when Wonder Woman faces Leopard. And, like, you can see that in the trailers. Like... And I'm like, okay, I'm about this, but the substance wasn't there. And that's what I need what, in a movie like that that's giving you two and a half hours. You better give me some substance for that final battle. Yeah, the, the stakes, the substance, everything has to yeah. be in in in, uh, in line. So I, I go and I think that the... But we have, there's also this thing that we haven't talked about, which is the Snyder Cut, which is the Justice League yeah. Snyder Cut that's coming out on HBO Max. First and foremost... This, Kevin Feige is this guy that everyone looks looks to at Marvel as, like, this guy is steering the ship of where Marvel's going for the next 10 years. And has this master plan and this awesome rollout plan. And right now, watching WandaVision week by week, I'm like, I'm in. And I will always be in because he's proven it time and time again. And a show like WandaVision that shouldn't make sense is making, like, is the, some of the best TV I'm watching right now. Um... Speaking of which, for the what you've been watching, uh, that w- we'll do that in between um, the two questions of what we've been watching, too. The show's, the episode's not going to be like 20 minutes long, guys. Don't worry. um, But it's not going to be like an hour and a half, either. Basically, though, uh, the snacks The Zanak, Sorry. Zack Snyder Cut that is go- coming out, I am stoked to see what would have happened if it was this trilogy of Man of Steel... Batman v Superman, and then the Justice League, compared to Zack getting pulled off this uh, movie that ended up being a dumpster fire of a movie too early. And for me, it sort of looks like what Star Wars 7, 8, and 9 did, where it was J.J., and then it was whoever directed 8. And these voices were just so different that by the time they got to 9, they were just trying to salvage it. By the time they got to the Justice League... They were just trying to salvage that movie and put it out because they're like, okay, you have a a poster with Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman on there. Like, it's going to sell. It's going to sell boatloads. We don't need to worry about substance. And they didn't, and then it was a bad movie. So I'm excited to see with one voice what Zack Snyder is doing. And not only am I excited to see what he's doing, it looks like the cast is in, too. They're all like, I'm like, uh, Bad Flick has talked about coming back. Like, it's awesome to go and see that they believed in this story that he was going to tell and because it got switched up i'm i'm really excited to see what that result's going to be we're getting four episodes each an hour long of justice league we're getting the my biggest issue with that movie i watched it last year because i watched all the dc films last year which by the way jeez louise what an awful collection of movies there was like two like decent spots. Like it, the, the, and that's oh my word. Like I went from Justice League into like Suicide Squad and I'm like do I want to continue doing this? The answer was no. Yeah. Um but yeah, these movies are legitimately like I feel like you have Batman, you have Superman. These guys before we grew up were the guys. They were the superheroes. It wasn't Iron Man, it wasn't Captain America. And Marvel clawed their way into making these awesome, creative stories with amazing CG, great fight sequences, great characters, great character moments, great character development, large arcs over multiple movies, le- uh, amazing team-up movies, but also awesome origin stories. I, that's why I'm like, I'm very excited to see what Zack Snyder would do, and I I hope he murders it because obviously, who doesn't want more good movies out there? Like, I I feel like that's I no one wants a guy to fail. Um, But not only that, I would love for him to get his hands back on the DC films and go and actually, like, I want to let this guy run it out. I want to see what this guy can do in the long term. And I think that what he can do... Because Man of Steel, I think, is a great film. I legitimately think that it is interesting, it is dark, it is gritty. It is something that is not Superman at all, and that's a good thing. Because that Superman is... Not MCU esque Superman, and it's not trying to be, and it's a legitimately good film. And then you roll into yes. Batman v Superman, and the director's cut that movie's not a bad film. I like that movie gets crapped on a lot because people saw it in theaters. The director's cut of that movie, which is like three and a half hours long, I'm not even joking. It's it's a slug. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I thoroughly at the end of it was like, hey, this is a good movie. There's definitely a little t- too many jumpings. Points like where you're like, okay, this you have to get from here to here, and it doesn't really make too much sense. Um, but I mean, same with the Dark Knight Rises, there's a lot of like leaps in logic there. Um, yeah, and I think it's a good movie. So I'm excited to see what Zack Snyder does. I'm super excited for the Batman. And if we're talking about just like correcting the DC EU, it is have, yeah, you have characters like Cyborg and you have characters like Aquaman, but when they got released in the Justice League the first time, they didn't have the origin that made it worth it, make these characters worth yeah. it. And I think that Zack Snyder's cut with four hours, there's already scenes of Aquaman, of The Flash, of Cyborg, where they're doing, like, you have origin-esque things going on. It's not just these characters going to be thrown in. Hey, this character's fast. We're just pulling him in. Even the scene with uh, Spider-Man, when they bring him in through Civil War, which was like a, yeah. not a standalone moment for him, and you're bringing in, the kid, like, the backbone of Marvel Comics, the way that they do that is so perfect, where it is, like, give him, like, a seven-minute scene with Tony Stark, let him have some quips, let him have these awesome character moments, let him get all of it. And then when by the time he gets in, you're ready to roll. I want that moment yeah. with The Flash. I want that moment with Cyborg, especially because those two guys are kids still. Those guys are young. They should feel young and then use those guys a little bit more as comic relief, and then use Bat, use Wonder Woman, and use uh, Henry Cavill as Superman as these darker, grittier, awesome characters. And I think at the end of the day, if and when they do that, because I think they know how much their back's against the wall. 1984 obviously sold pretty well due to the fact that it was just the only movie this entire year that basically came out that was a blockbuster other than Tenet, and it, it was very readily available due to HBO Max. I think that this this is hopefully the future that they go for. And I hope that, especially kicking off with Suicide Squad this summer, I hope that that is such a strong spot. And then I hope that with Suicide Squad, they set up another Harley Quinn movie. I would love another yeah. Harley Quinn movie. Um, and I would also love to see... Uh, John Cena uh, I forget who he is but like you have John Cena you have Idris Elba you have these like big-name actors use them and put them on spinoffs and solo movies and origin movies whatever you need to do all right I know that that was a lot but before we go and get into topic number two Sam what have you been watching
1: I've been watching Curb Your Enthusiasm on HBO uh really funny show it's like R rated Seinfeld, for those of you who don't know, made by creative. It's um, starring Larry David, who co created Seinfeld with Jerry Seinfeld. Um, and it's just literally like, uh, I mean, but much like Seinfeld and these. Um, I'm trying to think of another example, but it's just like him, like living his life and stuff and doing things. And he runs into all these problems every day and pisses people off and you know kind of flops his way through life in you know very funny fashion uh and and it's really good They've, they always they have a lot of uh good like celebrity guest stars that are on it just because like of their connections and like you know uh whatnot and it's it's a good it's very funny i, I enjoy it
0: nice nice um I also have been dipping my toe into the HBO atmosphere due to you. I I sent you this message the other day. I watched the first episode of Succession on Monday. I loved it. I was in um yep. like in the first like 10 minutes I was like, "Are you going to be in?" And then like 10 minutes after I'm like, "Oh." Like it was just like just enough where everything that was happening was so entertaining. And then, for me, I'm a sucker. Uh, my favorite piece of music of all time, it's it, it, it's one of these three. Uh, two of them are final, from Final Fantasy VII, one being aeris theme. the other being the uh, those who fight further. Um, but the third one is um, Light of the Seven from Game of Thrones which is this piano piece that just builds and builds and is so eerie and gritty and I freaking love it. And then I'm watching Secession and it's the same sort of vibe with the, the intro music that plays throughout. Yeah. Is that, so that has
1: one of the coldest, coldest
0: intro songs ever. I love it. And <laughs> the, it's, it's, it's dirty as all I get out. And so as that's playing in the background and building and swelling and I'm just like, as someone that really enjoys a good piece of music in, uh, in a show, especially, not because movies, you have the budget for the score and everything, but when a uh, theme is used correctly, God, it hits hard. It hits so hard. So, yeah, I've been watching some section. Um It's, it's a, I only watched the first episode. I've been trying to get back around to it. I've just been extremely busy setting up with the stream and everything, and, uh, and yesterday we went and uh, shot Jake and Nick Muck, and then we shot the Never no on podcast that is coming mm-hmm. out on in February, which is insane to say, but we're only yeah. uh, we're only like nine days away from that uh, that one going up live, and then uh, it's gonna go up like th- all the way through February six, uh, or February eleventh. We're super excited about that podcast, but. It's it's been a little hectic, but I'm super excited to get back to it. It like legitimately is one of those things where I'm like that that's the sort of TV that I want. That's the sort of like TV energy that I haven't had recently. Where a lot of it has been watching comfort food shows. Like uh, me, and my roommates were watching some How I Met Your Mother right now. We're watching some New Girl, just hanging out, having some like eating food together. We're gonna throw on a quick 20 minute episode of that. Yeah. But I'm really excited to sit back and uh, and enjoy watching that. I also got one of my roommates into the challenge. Which is like I said, junk food TV for me. He's yeah. he's in. He's like all the way in. We're gonna finish out the season that I got him into. Um, but it's one of those things where it's like garbage reality TV. But man, oh man, is it entertaining! Um, oh yeah. So yeah, that that's what I've been watching. Uh, it's been a really really good week of that. Like it, it's one of those things where I'm excited to go and watch that. Um, and also I'm gonna watch. Uh, I watched Scott Pilgrim again um, over the weekend due to kind of funny in review. Um, what a movie. What a movie. They ranked it last yeah. on uh, the Edgar Wright list thus far with Hot Fuzz and Shaun of the Dead. Because they were like, we hate Scott Pilgrim. I'm like, yeah, you're kind of supposed to. He's kind of an idiot. But also, Michael Sarah plays him so well that you love him. And you go and yep. he has a legitimate arc. And the- yes, the pacing of that movie at the very end Lies, but I think that that's honestly the best thing that they could have done because having seven 15 minute bouts with the X's is too much. So, by the time you get to Roxy's, yeah. which is one of the most unique fight sequences I've ever seen in all the movies, yeah. especially with the Ramona Flowers hammer, and then all of a sudden the shadow boxing where Scott is like going uh, behind Ramona, it's really Ramona fighting. is Super. I can't hear girl. Yeah, exactly. They're soft. Like, it's awesome. Like, that's such a good movie moment. Um, And and then, uh, yeah, at the very end, uh, it explodes into coins, and then he's getting drunk off a couple GNTs. Like, it, that moment where you're like, okay, I'm sort of – that was the moment for me where I'm like, we sort of peeked out on what the battle sequences could be. I just want to, like, cruise more into the story. And then I feel like that's what they do where they're like – we're going more story-based, and we're going to bang out the next two because they're twins in a quick bout. And then right after, we're going no more battling of the bands either. Like, the, the music in that movie progresses enough, and everything progresses enough where I just, I'm all about that movie. It, it, it's one of the best uh, best movies I've ever seen. It's my second favorite of all time. It is uh, right there. So, yeah. Uh, we, we absolutely love that. All right. Sam, I have a question for you. Um, I mentioned it a little bit earlier, there's a, there's this franchise, it's pretty beloved, as you know, uh, it's one of the most beloved things that we could possibly talk about, it's one of the things that, uh, t- turns the most heads in the entertainment industry, um, it's this thing called Star Wars, and growing up, uh, one, I want to hear a little bit of, like, just like your Star Wars story, when you had the falling out, and two, what would it take to get you back in? cuz this is not this is like not only like a question I want to ask for like audience purposes and like going and talking about Star Wars but it's a real question I'm asking you as a friend because I like talking to you about entertainment and stuff like that and I like Star Wars. So what would it take to get you back into Star Wars?
1: Yeah. So first of all, I think like many people you you know, I grew up, I, you know, you I, you vividly remember when your dad shows you uh, a new hope for the first time. And then you watch all three of the original trilogy and you're just, you're hooked. And, you know, I I remember watching them all the time, uh, as a kid, it was that in Indiana Jones, um, and toy story. I would watch on repeat this, all the star Wars movies. Um, and I know you, even through, um, you know, junior high and high school, we would watch the trilogy at least like once a year while we still lived together we we in
0: sixth grade seventh grade and eighth grade we watched the trilogy at least once a year together which was one of my most like that was one of our most pure childhood entertainment memories and i don't think we'd have this podcast without those weekend binges um absolutely totally agree um and so yeah and then
1: um yeah, I would say, and then at the, you, you have the prequels as well, which kind of during that same time frame, you watch, but you don't, like, when you're younger, you like the prequels, one, yeah. Yeah, episodes one and two. And then when you get a little older, you're like, all right, uh, three is legit. Yeah. Like, three is good; is a good movie. Um, One and two, questionable. There's peaks and valleys in both of them. But your, your appreciation turns to, to episode three um and then i I gotta say i i remember it was my freshman or sophomore year of high school probably sophomore year 2016 2016
0: was episode seven
1: that's what i was gonna say i remember being i i I went to the thursday night premiere of that with my friends with a toy light state lightsaber sorry 2015
0: sorry i just i i just got somebody to go and tell me it's 2015 in the chat thank you
1: (laughs) all good all good i i mean i remember being so excited and, you know, looking forward to it for months leading up to it. Like I just said, showed up to the theater with a lightsaber, which for yeah. me, you probably wouldn't expect. But like, no, that's
0: that's a, that's some nerdy stuff that like I would do. You're too cool to go and be holding a lightsaber at a theater. You're probably hanging out with girls oh, yeah. and kissing. And at that point, <laughs> <in your life. laughs> um, but
1: anyway, and, and then I thought that movie was really good. I mean, it's a great kind of cliffhanger ending um it was cool to get re back into everything and like see star wars in theater yeah. which is an experience
0: something but, like w- i, they get I remember to remember do
1: that uh exactly that you know after the credits and then the title shot like like that you know chills you get chills yeah. um and then i watched so rogue one came out next I watched rogue one thought it was pretty good like decent and then i stopped kind of yep. cold turkey i just totally fell off a cliff lost interest that i don't know why like exactly why but um at that point i was like this just isn't doing it i'm not really engaged i don't think i love the characters that much or the story it feels scattered it felt i don't know i felt like i couldn't keep up sometimes and then as the movies kept coming out and then as the Mandalorian and shows and all these, all these different avenues of the franchise have progressed since I stopped watching. Now it's like just so overwhelming. I'm like, I don't even know where to, where to kind of begin, what ground I have to cover to make it back up. But I would say the biggest thing that I would do to get back into it is just start. And that's, that's my biggest problem in life with big things is, is, <laughs> just start just starting and then letting it letting it flow after that but um i don't know because hearing everybody talk about the mandalorian gets me so gives me some fomo because i i know it's a great show and i know i need to get on my game and watch it but it just feels like so daunting
0: so here's here's my here's my path for you because i think that the like you said it's scary to go and start um I felt like when I was behind on Game of Thrones that it was exactly that. Where I got in, I got into Game of Thrones. Listen to this on season seven. Yeah. That, so like it was like right when everyone was like this uh, this uh, I, right when it was at its peak. Uh, in between six and seven, that's when I got in, and I was blown away. Um, as I'm watching through these shows, and but. The difference is, that's one of the greatest (laughs) shows of all time, and these latest Star Wars flicks are not that. I think another thing is The Walking Dead. Another show that I got in Season 5, Episode 1, was the first one I watched, and then I watched everything back up to that point, and loved that. And then finished out Season 5, really enjoyed it, finished out Season 6, really enjoyed it, all the way up to Negan, watched a little bit with Negan, and then I was out. And then I came back Season 9 and 10, and I watched both of those, and those are phenomenal seasons of TV Watch them in a vacuum. Don't even need to... That's one of those things where, like, everyone's like, I need to... I'm like, start Season 9, Episode 1, skip over everything that happened with Negan. Guess what? Negan it gets defeated, basically. I'm not saying whether he dies or not, but, like, he gets defeated. You don't need to worry about him. Um, And that's a great show. Star Wars is a little bit harder. Once again, it's not. Those two shows are two of the greatest things in all of TV. But what I would do if I were you because the last thing you had was Rogue one. You need to go back to basics a little bit. So here's what I would do. I would sit down, you have a lovely girlfriend who is very very kind and sweet and uh, and cares about the shows a lot and I'm very very thankful <laughs> for, uh, for her and uh, how, how supportive she is of you and uh, what we're doing right now. Sit down with her and watch episode four and episode 5, make a weekend, a little date night, episode six. And right after that, don't watch the prequels. Watch The Mandalorian. Because that's the pocket. Set six. It's in between 6 and 7. That's when The Mandalorian takes place. So you're going to have these awesome moments and character moments. And it's going to be sick. And you're going to lose your mind during certain scenes and setups. And it's going to be great. You're going to love it. And that show, I I think, is sort of spoilery. Where, like, yeah, the things would have probably been spoiled for you already. But... There's certain moments in certain scenes and certain action sequences that you can't get spoiled. You have to see it. You have to experience it. I think that the Mandalorian yeah. is uh for me personally, I don't think it's in my top five things of Star Wars. Um, I think that the I love Rogue One, I love five uh four and five, I love the Clone Wars. I think that those are are my top four, and then I think Mando's right there, maybe. Um With that being said, a lot of people think it's the best. And I and here's the thing. I see what they're saying. Like that's the cool thing about it. Um so I would get into Mandalorian and then down the line, maybe closing out this year, because we have this huge Star Wars break where we aren't gonna get Star Wars until the Boba Fett show, which is coming out in December, and if it's anything like Mando, it's gonna be sick. Like they, they that, that Disney company, they know what they're doing. Like, I, I don't know if you know them. Uh, they're they, pretty good. They know,
1: they know how to take money from our wallets into their wallets.
0: Very well. Um, And, yeah, I think that that is the best way to go and watch Star Wars for somebody that it, it, it is – because I don't even think that you have this desire to get back in. Like, I don't think that it's something that, like, like man, I wish I was part of Star Wars. But I think with the hype of The Mandalorian, a little bit yeah. of that whisper – it's yes. coming back. It's coming yes. back. Um, and so I would I would go and sort of be real with yourself and like, man, I don't want Star Wars, but I want good Star Wars. And yeah. once you watch The Mandalorian, the first season I would give I know I'm I'm low on the first season for a lot of people. I would give it like a six out of ten. I would give season two like a nine and a half out of ten. I think a lot of people would give a uh, season one a seven or a seven and a half, or maybe even an eight, and then those people also are extremely high on season two season is all gas that's just the nice part about it where that's they... what
1: everything every everything i ever hear or see on social media uh like we talked about like the way they film it in that insane like dome studios 360 thing like i just have to see how that works and like that makes yeah. me excited for the future of, of star wars
0: not only the future of star wars but y- yes the future of star wars like just the future for of film. disney and film and obviously those people at Disney have the money to do and build out a entire dome of different environments and different sequences that are going to be spectacular and going to make us cry and rethink what it means to watch a movie. With that being said though, it's, it's one of those things that Mandalorian, I feel like is good enough to get you back in. Yeah. Um, after the first season, cause here's the thing, I don't think I'd be hard pressed to get you back into star Wars if Mandalorian didn't exist, I like, and I think that that's so cool that they did it. That they got, because even for me, I am not hyped on Star Wars. I don't care about Star Wars. Star Wars doesn't matter to me. Like, it really doesn't. If I want to go and watch Star Wars, I'm going to watch four, five, and six. That's basically it at this point. I like, and, and maybe three. I watched three over break because I had a debate with my buddy on whether that was a top notch Star Wars uh, property. It is. It is. Three's great. Three, three is there's definitely some corny lines and some bad deliveries, but the moments that hit and the overall story arc, and, mm-hmm. and then closing it out. Well, like, it's like when you go to an awesome concert and they hit really hard with a couple bangers, and then all of a sudden they're encore, they just go for like. Instead of, like, a normal encore of, like, ten minutes, two, three songs, they play, like, six songs, and they end with their best thing. That is the Obi-Wan Kenobi Anakin fight at the end of Revenge of the Sith. It is the big bangers after bangers. It's awesome. Um, Yeah. (laughs) You're
1: the chosen one.
0: Yeah. Uh, I have the high ground idea. Like, you're just like, let's go. Like, I'm in. And not only that, like, the whole sequence itself of... When Obi-Wan's in the ship and you can see the wind blow back his uh his robe and he walks down and you're he, he and then Anakin is now choking Padme the one that he wanted to save, it is it's awesome I love 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 that movie.
1: This um, I just, just had like a flashbulb memory, but you remember how freaking dope, but how hard <laughs> the Lego Star Wars mission of that scene like on the Wii was. I don't know if you know
0: this, the complete song is coming out this year. Uh, like, I didn't see that. Yeah, yeah, it's like a lot of people's like up there with most anticipated game of the year. Like people are in, um, and that's pretty yeah. cool, dude. I'm really excited that people are in. Um, by the way, uh, Gaming Sander, thank you very much for the prime. Um, cool, dude. Uh, and I know that you're gonna be hanging out with us. I'm pretty sure I, I told you that yesterday during Jake and Nick Muck. If I did not, thank you for hanging out with us and enjoying the show. Um. Any final comments on Star Wars? Uh, I I think just wrapping it up. Watch Mandalorian after, but not just watch Mandalorian. Watch four, five, and six. Feel good. Like get yourself back immersed, loving those characters, loving the lines, loving the deliveries. Like fall back in love with it a little bit. Right. Go down memory lane a little bit, and then watch Mando. That sounds like a hell of a plan. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this has been your bonus episode of. Casual entertainment conversation, the weekly show where me and Sam Ross go and discuss all things entertainment in a very casual and overall just fun format. This is the show that we would do, anyways. It's just a streamlined process where I like I would call up Sam and go and be like, "Hey, watch Star Wars," and he'd be like, "No." And I'm like, "Here's the plan, okay?" But yeah, we we love going and presenting that to you guys and having a fun time with you. If you like that, please go and drop a like. Hang out on Saturday. Uh, 12-hour stream, if you're watching this later, sorry you missed it, Uh, but if you donate, you get your name signed on this poster, If you and if you're like, Nick, I don't have any money to throw you away, if you sub on YouTube or follow on Twitch, that counts for a dollar to the thermometer, and we have some cool things coming up. We're about $41, I had to do the math the other day, $41 away from having to do a full theme song rap. For nevin's island and we're more than excited about that of course me rapping but also of course not me writing raps you guys know this i don't write i get somebody else to write my stuff for me thank you scott lucid for writing the mr skipper rap anyways Ghost rider ghost rider yeah absolutely um but yeah thank you very much for joining this has been an absolute pleasure and as always have a good day.